Mike says, let me know when you're ready for me. All right, pressing the button, Mrs. Ryan. Okay. Some, somebody's getting nervous, <laughs> as if. Uh, hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello. What is going on there? Oh, that's so funny. Of course I did that. Put a camera in front of a camera, and then and, and there we are. But here we are. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello. Get rid of some echo. Get situated here. Uh, I feel a lot better than the last time this guy was here. I was nervous as all get out. <laughs> I just I watched some of it back the other night. It's pretty oh, funny. Did? Anyway, welcome back. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hi, everybody else. Tonight is uh, oh, oh, blowing it right oh. off the bat. Tonight is Thursday, August 29, thousand nineteen. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans, and this is the late night playset. Formerly, it's tonight's show. I don't know what we're calling it. Fucking show that we do. We're the Ryans. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, I want to speed through uh, a lot of the stuff in the hellos, if possible. Be as brief as, as we can, just because we have some videos. And we have Mr. Magnus Walker here today staring at us, about to be a guest sitting in that very chair. So um, for the sake of brevity, let's do it, Mrs. Ryan. Let's do it. Uh, I have two things today. I've got some East Coast feeds. We've got to wrap up uh, the Casman's birthday out there in West Palm Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a uh, video from Mr. Ray Schaefer over at Ooh. Porsche Corporate in uh, Atlanta. Awesome. Which one you want first? East Coast feed. I would have done the same thing. Good call, Mrs. Ryan. Checking in with the Casman and Brooke. And we'll see who else is with them uh, down in West Palm Beach. Roll it out. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, part two, birthday weekend. Maybe it's part three. Who cares? We're drinking, and it's noon. There's Brooke and the Kazman. Uncle Mike is here somewhere, but probably still sleeping because it was a very long night last night. But we're here in Paradise. I want to take the the fans out there of the late night playset around Paradise right here. We call this Club Suzette, where Uncle Mike and Aunt Susan live. And as you can see behind me is the pool and the jacuzzi and a bunch of fantasticness. And it's all encased in this wonderful bug shield of life. And uh, there's actual nature and shit back there. They got like real peacocks and those lizards and shit. So that was it. Want to give you some random love? It is the birthday week month, so get ready because it's all about the Casman, and we have beverages. <laughs> love you. Oh man. On and on with that guy. Oh my goodness. All right, let's just keep him rolling, Mrs. Ryan. Still the birthday weekend down there in West Palm. Roll it out. Mr. Mrs. Ryan, look, I found Uncle Mike. He's wearing a Cookie Monster shirt. You know, it's, it's dinner time. Here comes Aunt Susan. Aunt Susan, say what's up to Jay Nicole. What's up? We're eating, boys and girls. We're eating pizza. Pizza, you know, <laughs> brother made a pizza. No, that wasn't me. Um, no, but that actually isn't that bad. Uh, we got garlic bread, we got macaroni. There's Brooke. Look, it's like Brooke and the Casman. Bam, there it is. Random love. I don't know how many feeds this is from the birthday weekend, but we have a few. And Susan hasn't been in any because she has to work for the man. That's the problem. Woo! And you know what? Oh, jeez. Well, yep. Well. <laughs> All right. I feel like that was about the end. Anyway, all right. Sorry about that, Kazman. Good grief. They did an update to our little machine over here, so uh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> it's like a tutorial city all over oh, again. Well. Uh, but in the meantime, the last one, the last one before we get to Ray Shaver, checking in. Uh, I believe we're back from West Palm at this point. Roll it out. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, East Coast feed coming to you from the Big Y in Bethel. Look at Michael. Michael, show him the back of your shirt. What's the back of your shirt? It's auto kennel. Oh, is it auto Kramer? Is it auto kennel? I don't even know what it is. All I know is it's a lot of kennels happening. 
Turn around. Paul Kramer in the, in the auto kennels. He's got Brooks aviator glasses on. Look at Megan in the background. Megan, how we doing? Say hi to Jay and Nicole. Oh, hi, Jay and Nicole. There we oh, go. Jesus. It's Watch out for that. It's East Coast Speed Day. We're randomly shopping. Uh, Brooke is working today, so sorry we couldn't include her in East but Coast Speed Day. We're just going to be here instead. Yes, exactly. Oh, look. They're doing the Brooke. <laughs> That's the Brooke. Love you guys. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's well done. That's good stuff. All right. Okay, Mrs. Ryan, let's see. Business-wise, I have the one last thing. Let's check in with Ray Schaefer. Go backstage. Hi, Ray. (laughs) Roll it out. Hello, Jay and Nicole from the Porsche Experience Center Atlanta. The month of September is almost upon us, and that means the fortunate date of Saturday, 9-14, is actually about to happen. So Porsche Classic and Triple Zero are working together to help create the Rare Shades 4 event at the A-plus-D Museum. Come out and see the cool cars. It's right down the street from where you are. There obviously will be a special emphasis on the 914 models. So we'd like to invite you and your viewers along for the fun. Until then, let's take a look at some of the cool 914 models we have on display here at the PEC Atlanta, courtesy of our friends from Automobile Atlanta. PEC Atlanta, they'll also be celebrating 914 in September with these very models that we've just taken a look at. So I'll be in LA with you guys at the A Plus D Museum with Triple Zero and Rare Shades 4, obviously with a special attention on the 914. So, however, you celebrate this special day in September, enjoy one of these still most affordable Porsche Classic models. Ray Schaefer. All right. Nice music selection, sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that brings me to, of course, if not already, please consider following Ray Schaefer for your backstage pass to all things Porsche Classic, brand heritage, and travel-related material. That's Ray.Schaefer. S-H-A-F-F-E-R. Oh, Mrs. Ryan. I only do that because you love it. I'm sure it helps our friend Ray Schaefer, but... It makes me laugh every time. I don't know why. (laughs) Something about how you do it. All right. Well, it's Mr. Radio Voice. All right. Let's uh, quickly move it along. You've got some what's going on to do. It's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind, Mrs. Ryan. (laughs) What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? (laughs) 
<laughs> There's going to be a new Wolverine this fall. Oh, my goodness. That I'm pretty gracious. stoked about. Did you what? read anything? No, you're kidding. The younger Obama daughter. Oh, you're kidding. No. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, she's okay. there now. Okay. It's a. It made me think this morning I had a ton of epiphanies, blah, blah. But um, I really did enjoy a lot of things about it there. And I'm super happy that she's going to be there, too. Awesome. Yeah. Well so. done. Go blue. I, I, yeah, that's something I was going to say. I can't wait to hear more about that as it, as it progresses. Yeah. Go blue. Uh, similarly speaking, though, Matthew McConaughey is going to be a professor at the University of Austin this fall. All right, commu- all right, all right. Totally. News. He, yeah, he's going to be in the Moody Communications School there. <laughs> that's what it's, it's named called. after someone, Moody. It's not. Maybe. I, okay. Probably. Uh, but he, <laughs> he's doing a script to screen course there. Okay. So that he's going to be officially on the professoral. Wow. Cool. Roll there. So there we have it. Enjoy your collegiate experiences, everyone. Um, there's going to be th- tens of thousands of expunged small marijuana uh, records in Illinois. Illinois, I read that as well. So I read that they're also using a like an AI, some sort of an algorithm to, uh, to to figure out who to. There, <laughs> no way this ends badly. <laughs> there's so many problems with that whole thing. I but support the move, obviously. They're using an automated, there's a nonprofit automated system that's like volunteering to be, to use their services. But I just can't wait for these people to get out of jail, for them to see the world. I am so happy. And they did I, it in San Fran. It's already okay. started. Did I cut, I cut you off? Sorry. No, probably for different reasons. I'm happy for them, obviously, because it's whatever, for all the reasons you are. But also, uh, I, I just can't wait to see what, I mean, it's going to be some culture shock, man. If you were in jail for that and seeing the world what it's like these days, a little bit different. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you ever but, see Shawshank Redemption? I put it up there when I the did. old guy, the really old guy, the bird man, when he gets out of Alcatraz, he has no idea how to live. Everyone's got themselves in one heap of a hurry. He doesn't know how to fit in with that world anymore. That's a really good point. Lots of people are going to be very confused, I think. Um, maybe this will help. Uh, <laughs> You're awesome. You are the best. There is going to be a special limited time collaboration with nerds and Slurpees that Seven Eleven is going to do. Uh, listen, uh, nerds. Do, I don't remember. I, they've always been around in my existence, but they came out. Yeah, yeah. but they people. only came out in '83. The candies. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Holy smokes! Okay, Wonka got it. Nerds. So they are making. There's going to be a limited edition <laughs> nerds smoothie. That <laughs> uh, just sounds great. They're doing the original uh, dual. Uh, if this doesn't thing? get better. I I really want to bail from a nerd smoothie story. <laughs> Whatever, strawberry and grape. Why does it sound good to you? Because I have a sweet tooth, and I can't uh, eat a lot of the things I used to just gorge on because okay. it's gross. But I know that there's people that will want to try that. It's the original dual cartridge flavors of I strawberry. Do, I and do grape. remember that, of course, and it was the whole. Do they still? Are they still even like that? Yeah. 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 That's so amazing. that's the flavor. Someone go have it and tell me what it tastes like. Well, we I'm... should get you some nerds if that's what you want. I do like nerds. <laughs> and a t- <laughs> hey, an appointment with the dentist. And that's been What's Going On. Good job, Mrs. Ryan. So many buttons to press here. Good grief. All's cleared. 
Let's take a quick break, Mrs. Ryan. I feel like we're speeding through, but now we can settle down because our guest will be in here. When we get back, Mr. Magnus Walker, the urban outlaw himself, will be sitting in that chair right there. More to come right after this. Up with all the hubbub. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Welcome back, everybody. You might notice someone's not sitting here as promised. That's because he's going to do the good old-fashioned talk show walk-in. It is my pleasure to welcome our first guest this evening, Mr. Magnus Walker. <laughs> What's up, fella? How are you, buddy? See ya. So cold. I guess it is a nighttime show, though. It's a nighttime show. What do we have here? Now, you gifted us the 277 last time, and this is the 964. Yeah, the Hot Wheels 964. Wow, this is very cool. Thank you. Is this Now, this seems to be in a protective case and the whole bit more so than the other yeah, one. Can this come out? Can it come out? Is it of not course. collectible? No, it's collectible. This is re- actually really collectible because it's part of what they call the Red Line Club. Oh, we need, yeah, we need this, too. So yeah, that that's the Hot Wheels Red Line Club. How oh, cool. That's oh, so all, that's what's special about it, the Red well, Line. Well, that and also that it's limited edition. That's not the one you can go get at Target or, or your favorite uh, superstore out there. This How do you, you know to, I have my own favorite superstore? <laughs> you know, this, one, this one, you have to be a member of the Hot Wheels Red Line Club to get it. It's not even out yet. It's special edition. and You know, I always carry one around with me. That's, You've got your 277? That's 277 that's gone around the world. That's sort of my good luck charm. It looks like it's gone around the world yeah. at this point. It's got a lot of adventures driven across Australia and been down in South America and various other places. Well, thank you very much. But that much. one's actually pretty cool. There's a whole long story we'll tell you about another time. Very, but very uh, cool. That's a keeper, that one, for that's sure. That's really Absolutely. cool. Well, it'll make its way to the set with the other one, of course. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got a collection going there. You know it. How the hell are you, man? I'm good. Still growing the beard, getting ready to travel, heading out of town tomorrow, and uh, new adventures. Where are you going tomorrow? Tomorrow is a, a real journey. Now. I'm off to uh, New York for a couple of days, and then Hannah and I off to uh, Toronto on Tuesday for the... The world premiere debut of the Porsche Taycan. I know you guys are thinking it's been out already, but <laughs> in reality, that is the Mission E concept. So, uh, Taycan debut at Niagara Falls Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday I fly to Hamburg. I do an event in Hamburg over the weekend. Then I go to the Frankfurt Auto Show. So this is why you're in a hurry. You got yeah. a schedule to keep for yeah, God's sake. And then sake. from Frankfurt I go to Norway to do something in Oslo, and then from Oslo I fly to Paris do something with Wheeler Dealers, and then do a rally. It's a drive from Paris to Saint-Tropez. So well, that's essentially what I'm doing between now and like September 20th. Holy smoly. Yeah. Two questions. Do okay. you keep your own schedule or does somebody else keep it for you? Because no, that's I a lot. It. I keep it. Good for you. And what are you doing with the Wheeler Dealers, guys? Is it is it just Mike? Is it just Ant? Is it somebody else? Well, it's a French version. You know, when it comes to schedule, oh. it's me and this thing, the iPhone. So pretty much I take care of all my life on that phone. And then Wheeler Dealers, you know, it's now a franchise. So, um, oh, I didn't realize I know that. Mike and Ann, that's the UK version, the original one, and the US version. And it's a French version. Didn't realize. Which is uh, run by this guy called Jerry. Vive la France, Jerry. So uh, I met Jerry a couple of years ago in Paris during one of my outlaw gatherings. Anyway, they're doing a Porsche segment. Apparently, I'm going over to talk Porsche in France, in French. But you People say apparently, France. didn't you set that up since you were holding your schedule? Or do you have an agent? No, no, I set it up. Yeah, everything is through you, right? Yeah, You're the guy. Me. If somebody wants you, they have to call you. 
Yeah, there's no agent. You know, I mean, people try to get a hold of me all the time. Someone got a hold of me today. It was great. Sends me a little text. It's something to do with Top Gear and Motor Trend. I go, yeah, it sounds fun. I like the Three Stooges. I'm all in. The guy goes, well, I'll contact you next week. I go, hey, call me right now. I'm ready to talk right now. So, you know, I'm one of those guys that um, I like to take care of things when they happen because next week, who knows where I am, and that's where things get lost in the shuffle. Were you so, always that way, or did that come from seizing opportunity when you were younger? I think I was always pretty organized. I was always kind of like the lone wolf, one-man army. Never, you know, so used to doing things on my own, so to speak. But for me, if I don't take care of it right now, oh, it might go gone. away. Yeah. It, well, it's not not even that it might go away. More than likely, I'll forget about it. I'll never find the email. Hmm. You know, so for yes. me, it sees the moment. It's the carpe diem thing. Well, you if might be teaching right, me something. If it's right in front of me, away, and that's exactly what happens. Do it, it right now. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm trying to search an email, punching in the keywords, I can't find it. And then 18 other things crop up and, you know, someone will go, hey, I emailed you, you never got back to me. So it's like, if it's something I'm interested in, I'm on it straight away and make it happen. Wow, that's awesome. So that's sort of how I work, book my own travel, book my own things. You know, I'm approachable, people can get hold of me pretty easy, I'm relatable. So I think that's, it's easy to find me if you want to find me. It's kind of amazing because I would consider you very famous at the same time. Has has that you don't see, you don't act famous. You don't act like a famous guy. I don't you don't have all the, the stuff that attaches with fame, including the I don't want to be around people. I, I don't see it that way at all. You know, I mean, people may recognize the beard. The beard's getting grayer. I do a lot of beard <laughs> conventions all over the world, but um, you know, I've, I I have time on my hands. You know, I'm a big big believer in make the most out of every moment. If the opportunity seems right, I go for it. Um, that's pretty much it. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. That's my motto. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Exactly. Give me a Gene Simmons. Uh, Well, you mentioned that you drove your 951 here today. Yeah, the the 5-1. Yeah, I'm in love with it. I used to call it a 951 because people used to give me crap when I was 19 years old having a 944 of any variety because it just wasn't cool at the time. So it's the same? 944 Turbo, yeah. Oh. The cool kids call it the 5-1, so you must have been cool knowing it was the 5-1. Who knew? As a Who knew? Yeah. I read a couple books back then. Yeah. Uh, how are you liking that car? Is that your most recent purchase? It's not your most recent purchase. It actually is. I purchased it um, two and a half weeks ago at the Pomona Swap Meet, the oh. world's greatest place. So that's Isn't that where you bought your? Uh, you bought other cars there? I yeah. bought a lot of cars at the Pomona Swap Meet. I've been going there for 27 years. Wow. I bought my first Porsche there, the infamous Slant Nose in 1992. At a Swap Meet? Pomona Swap Meet. That's crazy. I bought a lot of cars there. I bought, two a, se- yeah, I bought the car that deal. became 277 at the Pomona Swap Meet in 1990, 1999. I bought a Super B. I bought a lot of cars at the Pomona Swap Meet. But Hannah had never gone to the Pomona Swap Meet. So, and the Pomona Swap Meet's a really odd it's an schedule. Experience. It's not like the second week of every month. It's like every eight, nine weeks or something. Isn't it when they want to throw it? It's kind of when they want to throw it. So and you have to really want to go. And well, pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah, I mean, the greatest thing about the Pomona Swamp Meet is everything is there. You know, from the Porsche guys, there's a huge VW Buck contingency, oh. huge Americana contingency from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Awesome parts. It may be uh, worth stating. It's massive. It's huge. It's at the Fairplex in Pomona. It is huge. It's a Swamp Meet car club gathering slash parts place and it's everything from used parts to fridges to enamel signs but you know i said people sell boats there yeah i said to hannah you know the one thing i love about the pomona swamp meet is if you go looking for something you don't find it so i used to go with a pocket full of cash and a 
empty van looking for Porsche parts. This was like 20 years ago before people got wise and started putting stuff on the internet. So I went with Hannah two weeks ago, not looking for anything. But of course, in my mind, <laughs> I have a shopping list of cars that are on the list. And the Porsche Corral has really shrunken down. When I started going there 25, 30 years ago, there were probably 40, 50 Porsches. Now you're lucky to find 10. But there it was, Champagne I'm Gold. Sure the prices have changed 1988 well. uh, 944 Turbo. And, uh, What's the interior? It's chocolate brown, redone okay. with brown carpet in really mint shape. Wow. So that anyway, you know, I call the guy up. There's a number on the car. I call him up. Three minutes later, he's there. <laughs> Five minutes later, we've worked out a deal. <laughs> he actually, you know, lived in Pomona. And Hannah and I went and picked it up on the Monday, like, 50, well, whatever that is, 17 days ago. Picked it up on the Monday, and I've been driving it ever since. Gosh. So that actually was a missing piece to my what I call Vasek-cooled front-engine water-cooled transaxle collection, which is now, you know, I've got quite a few of them now. So it's 924s, 928s, 944. Recently, I bought it 2968s. But the missing piece to the puzzle was I had a 944 normally aspirated. Missing piece was... You, you know, had bought that right before you arrived here last year. The black one. Yeah, and you drove it here. That that that. that was that a thirty-five hundred dollar car that Alex from Shortworks found me in NorCal. Uh, the turbo that I just acquired wasn't that much more money. I think it was a smoking deal. I'm super happy with it, and uh, I've literally driven it every day since. Then. Were you waiting for the right deal or the right car, the right color? Were you waiting? Timing's Why were you waiting? I, that would have been the first transaxle car I personally would have bought. It was timing's everything. You know, of course, I sort of thought I wanted a Turbo S, you know, with the uh, okay, waiting for the silver right rose and the tartan interior. And then I saw how expensive they'd become. That was a car you used to be able to pick up in the teens in great shape. Right. Now it's like a Turbo S is like a, I don't know, 30, 40 grand car. Which the way I sort of acquire Porsches, I can get two or three of them for that price. That's also the probably way more I, than what they were new, right? Yeah, probably I was. Being like th- I think mine was $38,000 was the sticker, and it was pretty well optioned. So, yeah, the one I acquired was just in great shape at the right time. Struck up a deal with the guy. He was a PCA club member, San Gabriel region. The car's been a lifelong California car. Cool. Has 131,000 miles on it, but it's been redone. Runs great. And what I love about it is it's kind of like stepping back in time to the 80s. It's a little under the radar. There's no power under 3,000 RPM. You've got to thrash the nuts off it. But um, I'm living every minute of it. (laughs) I I actually just made a video on the car last week in the crest. So uh, stay tuned. When you first got in it, was your opinion – you seem to love it now. Was that your opinion when you first got behind the wheel? I'm only asking because I had to learn how to drive mine. And I thought that the car was underpowered. It didn't handle as well as they thought, blah, 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 didn't rotate. And then I found that if you beat the piss out of it, it's incredible. <laughs> well, I actually never drove it before I bought it. Okay. I walked around. I mean, I decide, I decided straight away. When the guy came, we decided on the price. I, I didn't drive it. I didn't need to drive it. I'd driven it before. I'd driven 944s before. I always dive in at the deep end with any car. Okay. I have a motto, expect the worst, hope for the best. So I first time I drove it was on the way back home, and you know it kind of drove like I thought it would drive. You do have to thrash the nuts off it. It's funny I have a nine six eight. I have two of them. One's a ninety five. It's like the last year of that, and there's a huge difference between the two cars. You know the nine six eights. You know um, three liter 
um, four-cylinder non-turbo yeah, charge. naturally, yes. More bottom end, more torque. You don't have to thrash that quite as much. You don't have to rev it quite as much. It's a six-speed. Mm. You know, it's more rounded. It looks more like a 993 as opposed to the boxy, right. iconic uh, 924, 944. Chassis and platform-wise, though, they're the same car, right? Yeah, the tunnel's the similar, same. Yeah. I mean, the interior, I think, is Yeah, driving similar. position's the same. <laughs> You know, the driving position's more sort of lean back than the 911. There's plenty of headroom in it. Ergonomics are great. Is there enough headroom for you? you I can wear the cowboy hat. No shit. That's, that's the new test. I can wear the cowboy hat. You know, <laughs> it really surprises me, though, because I sat in a friend's thinking I'd get all nostalgic and yeah. want one of these cars again, and I found that after the 911, I'm laying down. I just didn't dig it. The difference is, you know, the steering wheel's closer to your knees. I have noticed that. It's not quite as easy to slide into it as is the mm-hmm. 911. But if the hat fits, I'm all about it. You know, yeah. Hannah and I just drove up to Monterey Car Week. We drove up in a Lamborghini Hurricane Evo press car. Oh, for the record, the hat doesn't fit in that car. We drove back down in a in a Lotus Evora GT. For the record, the hat fits in the Lotus. So, wow! Uh, you know, if you uh, if you wear hats and you want to know what car you can wear your hat in, just uh, just give me a bell. <laughs> It's the important thing. Yeah, it's the important thing. Uh, I'm wearing my Newcomb shirt today to show, I see su- that. show support. I feel like we're probably the two biggest uh, uh, social proponents of that One place of my favorite out there. places, yeah. Us as well. Uh, we see you out there all the time. Thank you for uh, stopping in on Breakfast Club whenever you're in the area. We have some social media questions okay. from some of the folks, if all you don't right. mind getting Here to some we of go. that stuff. Um, we'll go to Instagram first. Yeah, go to the gram. I'm all about the IG. <laughs> yeah, you prefer that? <laughs> All right. You're just going to go down the list if that's all right Do with you. Do it for the gram. <laughs> From Rocket Tiki Motorsports. I know that guy. He's a NorCal guy. He's friends with Sharky. He is. He's, yeah. We've got his sticker over here as well. George? Uh, diff- Shark Works. I got it. But good on you. Yeah, good on you. Good on you for knowing George. Yeah, big shout out to Alex and my buddies up there at Shortworks. If you want to go fast and make a lot of noise, go see Shortworks. Yeah, I think we saw you in one. Did they have a 964? Or were you driving a 964? Yeah, yeah, the red 964, yeah, which is an awesome car. Yeah, that was pretty You know, that's cool. kind of like, you know, Shortworks initially was known for, you know, great handling, loud, big horsepower, water-cooled 996.7s and 991s. But uh, Seeing you get in a little air. Also, play, yeah, you know, you, I always say you need air and water to survive, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, you got to have both of those. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> All right, well, Rocket Tiki would like to know, what's the plan for the Outlaw store? Uh, the Outlaw store is currently on hold, on hiatus, needs to be upgraded, um, needs to be refreshed. Is this the same as the Atelier that we came and visited? Two different things. The okay. Atelier is like a pop-up store slash gallery that <laughs> sort of houses, <laughs> you know, a bunch of stuff that people send me that I put on the wall. That You know, if you happen to be there on the one rare day that it's open, you could get some Outlaw gear. Our buddy up there in NorCal is talking about the online store. Okay. Uh, I had a big sale a couple of weeks ago, $10 T-shirts, basically. Oh, yeah, I saw out, that, Everything yeah. out. You so know, that I'm, was a blowout getting That was real. kind of a blowout. You know, for me, I travel a lot. The site is a little antiquated. I haven't focused on it. You know, I don't even wear my own product. You don't see me promoting it. Yeah, you're, it's the other hat now. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of there. But um, I decided it needs to be refreshed, so I've temporarily closed it down. While you think about what to do, because you're not going to do the same thing again. I just need to find someone. You know, I started it seven years ago with a, you know, an app that's not iPhone friendly or smartphone friendly. Uh. Need some new designs, and for me, it's all about motivation. And I'm not motivated in that little area right now, so it's not a priority for me. So it's just that less, speaks to me. Just it's less hassle to about. close it down. You know, that way you don't have to disappoint people that you know start 
questioning where's their order or something like that. His uh, secondary is back up there. Is and when are you coming up to the loop to drive with us? Oh yeah, the top secret loop that we can't talk about, right? One of, right. One of those favorite <laughs> L-U-P-P-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's another story about the loop. You know, it's one of those things that are it exists. It's a public road, but. Certain people don't like you to talk about the loop. It, well, it publicizes and then we ruin the loop. Right? Yeah, you know, it's it's a fine line. It's like, you know, talking about the crest, right? People think they own the crest, but it's it's a road that's been there since, what, the 20s or something. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, the trip up to the loop, I, I, I was actually on the loop not too long ago, yet again with Hannah and a, a press drive that involved the Bentley, but uh, mm. we didn't talk about that. But uh, <laughs> the loop's an awesome road in any particular car, and hopefully uh, I'll be up there uh, on Driving something shockified pretty soon. There you go. That's a nice answer. Uh, this is from Luke Portion 911. Will he come to Newcombs this Friday and bring the 277? Uh, the answer to that is no. I'll be on a plane to New York City tomorrow, but um, there is an outlaw sticker up at Newcombs, so uh, scratch are, that. There are plenty. We'll wait. <laughs> there are plenty. Uh, let's see. Brian Chaney, 962. Uh, Mrs. Ryan 111, it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. Magnus, when did you begin growing your massive dreadlocks, and what is their significance in your life? Well, the dreadlocks started, I guess, in the 90s. You know, I'd always been rock and roll, heavy metal. That yeah. period, it was uh, my hair was teased out, backcombed. Oh so it went from God. blonde Where are the to. Pictures of this? It kind of went, well, they're in the book, actually. Oh, really? There are pictures in the book. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we have the book. I didn't remember seeing any of that. Well, you got to look at the pictures. That's all I do. I don't read, I, you know, I haven't read the book, but I've looked at the pictures. So there's a couple of phases. The, the book's 80s. great. Thank you very much. <laughs> Together, we've taken it all in. You know, this is going to be a long answer, so I don't know how much time we got, but I'll condense it. The 80s were what I will call the Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, uh, Poison, Hanoi Rocks, Peroxide, Spiky Hair. The 90s were more what I would call the Marilyn Manson, Trent Reznor. The hair was dyed black and red. But the question as to how the dreadlocks came in, they sort of came in accidentally. I didn't wash my hair very often. I didn't comb it very often. It was back comb, crimped, and teased. The usual way. So it was matted. Yeah, the usual way. So, you know, it was like a a Rob Zombie thing, you know. It was the 90s. It was grunge. It was... uh, dreadlocks and then the dreads morphed into the Marilyn Manson type of thing and then uh, the beard came because I got sick of shaving the beard came in like (laughs) 2001 so I've had you know this pre-beard before 2001 and then this post beard which is like the past 18 years but still dreads always dreads yeah what's well what's happening now is i have less dreads that my hair's thinning i'm 52 the dreads are sort of falling out the hair's turning gray so I'm having all the same issues. You know, there's less of it. You know, <laughs> I always said, you know, I don't want to cut my hair because I don't want to be like Samson and lose my strength, right? Yeah. So what's happening now is it's just naturally Life sort does of it for you. fading. Yeah, and I'm going with the flow. I'm adapting to the new environment. You know, I look oh, at photos you. like, you know, the beard was longer years ago. I go, why is my beard not down on the waist now? But I guess a lot of people trim the beard. You know, for me, the beard was all about no maintenance. Right. So, you know, point. I never trimmed it. So... Uh, I guess that's the long answer to dreadlocks and the beard. I didn't think it was that long. I found it quite interesting. Yeah. As a fellow beardo. Beardos and weirdos. Uh, Ren 11, if you had to move back to the UK, would you move back to Sheffield or relocate to a different area? Great question. interesting question. I don't think I can go back. You know, I, I was 52. I've spent 33 years in LA, 19 years in Sheffield. I just became a US citizen. A couple of months ago. Congratulations. So I'm more Americanized than I am Anglo. I kept dual citizenship. I travel on dual passports. But I've spent 33 years in L.A. Mm. I suppose if I had to move back, Sheffield's a great place to be. But um, 
the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. That's a tough one. Going home again is Nice tough. place to visit. You know, every time I go there, there's elements that I really like. And then there's elements that are super frustrating. Like trying to drive somewhere is kind of frustrating. That was my question. Speed Do they drive everywhere. Porsches there? Like, is it a thing? Yeah, there are Porsches there. You know, it's a different culture there. You know, one of the worst drives I ever did was from Goodwood Festival of Speed, which is way south, to Sheffield on a Sunday at like four in the afternoon. It took five or six hours. Mm. And people say L.A. traffic's bad, but go to England. You know, if you're on the motorway, what we call freeways, you know, there's these designated speed zones that last forever and they're like 35, 40, 50 miles an hour. Uh, If you're on the B road, you're stuck behind tractors and caravans and it's difficult to pass. So... I find driving there not as free as it is here in California. Truth be told, I've gone around the world. Nothing beats the accessibility to what we have here within an hour of where oh, we're so set. lucky. Ocean, desert, mountain. And options, no less. Not even like the one thing. Yeah, and you can do it all year round. It's like my buddies in Europe, you know, like in the next two months, they're going to start putting the cars away for the yeah. winter. East Coast, we don't even same think thing. about that. Yeah. Right? You know, that's why you can drive around on Hoosiers with no heat and no wipers and not worry about it pretty much 365. It's the greatest, right? Yeah. We're, writing the, we're writing the rules as yeah, we go. Exactly. So, you know, if you like to drive, move to California. Uh, this is a good one. It's a two-parter. The first one, uh, whatever. But the second part, I think, is very interesting. Uh, why does he always decide to go to Breakfast Club when I'm not there? That's probably hard to answer if you don't know this person. This is from, I know this is from Kevin Yee, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> from Jesus. I know but, when you're going to be but there. But this is actually kind of interesting just from a logistics standpoint. Also, how long does it take to move cars around when you decide you want something from the back row? It's a great question, which just happened to me last week. I'm kind of getting tight on space in the garage because I keep acquiring these cars because one's never enough. (laughs) And so, you know, I had to move. Uh, Long story short, I just parked my white 79-928 in the back, back room of the garage. That's next to the Lotus. Okay. When things go back there, they tend not to come out very often. But to get that car back there, I have three rows, three rows of five cars. But um, the way I was moving things around, I ended up having to move about six cars. And, of course, I actually documented it on the Instagram because if it's not on oh. the gram, it doesn't happen. And this was last <laughs> Monday. But the great thing Should about I this – just respond to him, check Magnus's profile? Well, the gram's gone because it was part of the story. Oh, okay. But okay. The, ans- <laughs> the answer to the question is I had to move six cars to get one where I wanted it. But the great part about this particular move is – Every car that I moved actually started, mm. which is a big deal. It is a big deal. Because sometimes if they don't start and you've got to push them, you know, it can become pretty tedious. Do you run it? I would assume that you run into that far more often, right? Cars that don't start? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not one of those guys that runs the trickle charger because, you know, I hate the way they look with the hood open and wires everywhere. So I disconnect batteries on my cars. Oh, okay. And you so, do something. Yeah. You know, I disconnect all the ones that I know I'm not going to be driving. So there's always something in the back that you've got to move, and um, it can either be a couple of minutes or it can be an hour if you've got to push things and jumpstart things and yeah. put some air in tires. But for the most part, they tend to start the majority of the time. It's pretty darn good. I'm just trying to the last time I saw you, I think it was the 996 up at Newcomb's. Oh, yeah, GT3. GT3, yeah, yeah. and then the guy who coincidentally had hosted a show with Jesse Combs. That's yeah. why the three of us started yeah. talking. Uh, I think he pushed you, got you going in the whole bit. Yeah, if you oh, want to know the yeah. story of what happened there, I've talked about disconnecting battery cables, right? So, yeah. Oh, you figured it out. You know what happened. That I day. know exactly oh, what shit. happened. Because okay. this was perplexing I, for a while. Well, okay, here's the answer to my GT3 story not starting at Newcomb's Ranch. I had an awesome drive when I got there. I do always park by the Newcomb's Ranch sign. There's a reason I do that. 
That reason is, if my car never doesn't start, chances are I can bump it yeah. before I get to Newcombs. What had happened this time was, though, I disconnected. The, the GT3 is kind of an odd thing because it's one of those things, if the battery goes dead and the hood is closed, you cannot open the hood with the little switch right. without pulling out the fuse box and getting the battery or jumper the thing, the which thing, is yeah. a pain in the neck to do. So what had happened was I hadn't checked my... My guy, Serge, had reconnected the battery, but he hadn't tightened it down. And I just assumed it was good to go when I got and started the car. Went for a nice spirited blast up the crest, and what had happened is the battery cables, not one but both of them, had actually hopped off the battery. Wow. So then you tried to jump it, right, right from the little fuse panel, which wouldn't Wasn't stop because thing. the cables were not connected to the battery. Isn't that a riot? And then, of course, we couldn't pop the hood. Same problem. Same problem. So that only works if the cables are actually connected to the battery. <laughs> so it was less than 101 idiot mistake for me. I should have checked it, but I assumed my guy had actually tightened the So but once clamp you down. pop the car, you, once you got the car running, you could then pop the hood and you could check. Yeah, and, the only way to start at that point was the bump start, right. old school, which I'd attempted to do myself rolling down because, you know, it's not cool when you can't jump start your car in front of a bunch of hipsters at the Friday <laughs> Club at Newcombs, right? And everyone's out there talking about it. Called but, of course, first. I didn't have quite enough momentum to do that. So once I got the big push, then I casually drove back down. Derek actually followed me down. It wasn't until I got to the bottom and I popped the hood and I realized, fuck, not yeah. one but both cables were disconnected. That's nuts. Nuts. So well, that's, we wouldn't have figured that out. I yeah, you, you guys would not have figured that out, but that's why I'm here today, just to set the record straight. So the moral to the story is if you haven't driven a car in some time, always check the battery cables, make sure they are actually tightened down. Also a great lesson to park at the top, just so that you have a little bit of little grace. Little always leeway. park at the top. That way you sure. can roll down. On a good day, bump start your car before the hipsters at the breakfast club find out that you have the hipsters issue. again. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, uh, let's see. What else we got? Farrington nine nine two. Farrington nineteen seventy three would like to know nine nine two slant nose turbo. Could it happen? Would sure. You would you like to see it happen? It's already happened. Nine nine two. Yeah, I think it's already happening. Oh, they're already doing yeah. it. All right. Well, there you go. So there's that. Nice. I'm a big slant nose fan. You got one recently. I recently got one, yeah, the red one, which ironically was a 74 slant nose conversion, the same as the one I bought at, well, a bigger version of the one that I bought at the Pomona Swap Meet back the in first 1992, one way back. which was the first one. This is a great story, the slant nose story. I'd been sort of hunting all over. I'd even gone down to Miami and looked at some real big turbo Kramer DP cars. I'd looked at everything from that type of thing to factory slant nose to aftermarket yeah. kits. And nothing quite seemed right. Some were cheap, some were expensive but none of them kind of felt right. And then the one I acquired happened to be here in L.A. at a perfect price, and the deal just sort of fell together. And the icing on the cake, not that it matters, but it's a real 74 U.S. Carrera. It's got a 2.7 RS MFI motor in it. So at this point, it's kind of all show, Somebody no go. did the work, yeah. Because what it really needs is a big turbo motor, but that's uh, a slippery okay. slope, and that's a, that's a job for another time. <laughs> but you have the car now. I have the car. I do drive it. It's awesome. You can't see out of the back of it. It's wide. The wing's huge. Ticks all the boxes. Just need, just needs to go faster and stop better. Do you find that, like, when you go to the Pomona spot when you're looking for a part or not looking for a part, do you find that not looking for these cars specifically, like the 944 or the Slant Nose, allows the perfect fucking thing to come up at the right time? It just, it's almost like not being zoomed in yeah, allows I've, I've, you to... I've got stories all the time of, you know... I throw something out there. It's just like two days ago, back on the gram. All of a sudden, I'm all excited about a 
I'm on this water-cooled kick, and I like the beginning of everything. So, you know, I had the 64 911. The newest car I have is the infamous GT3, which is one of my favorites. The 996 Gen 204 GT3. Awesome car. But, of course, you know, I want to start with the beginning of the water-cooled, the Vasica-cooled, the 996 Gen 1 99. So I started looking around for one. I, my buddy had a GT2, which was too much money. The turbos have already become sort of expensive. I already okay. have the GT3. So I was looking for a Gen 1 GT3, which was a car that was never federalized, never imported into the States. They don't exist yet. I go, how hard can that be? So, you know, get online, right? I find a bunch of them in Europe, Gen 1 996 GT3. So, so they had the old headlights and everything? They're just GT3s? It's a Gen 1 GT3 with okay. a big, ugly, fried headlight, wow. which I actually kind of like. I kind of do, too. The challenge is you can't get them in the country. Federalized? They Can't weren't federalized. They're not on whatever the list is to oh. bring them in, which the GT3 RS is. <laughs> so there's like the legal way to do it and, and the fun way to do it. And there's two different ways to do it. But the legal way is you got to get a bond before you can import the car into the country. It has to go into a federalized place where it's brought up to DOT standards. Mm. If the car's over 21 years old, it doesn't have to go through the emissions process. But that would mean finding a 99 and then waiting a right. couple of months to 2020. So it's kind of an expensive thing that can take up to four to six months. And the cost to actually do it is over 50% of the cost of the car. Mm. So that then made me think, wow, I don't want to be in a Gen 1 GT3 for that amount of money. And that amount of money would sort of enable me to buy five 944s right. or, That's or always even been more, your, yeah, something absolutely. like that. So then I started looking for like a Gen 1 996 in an unusual color. And then I started thinking, wow, well, if I can't get the GT3, why not just get an aero kit car? Hmm. Gen 1 996 aero kit. There's quite a lot of those out there. So I put it out on Instagram. Wanted Gen 1 996 with aero kit. Oh, I saw that the other day. 48 yeah. hours ago. I must have, I'll be honest, I've probably got about 100 emails of people offering me cars. From like, the lowest is 12 grand, the most expensive is 39. And there's a sweet magic spot in the 20s where there's quite a lot of these cars. Unfortunately, they all tend to be like lapis blue with like a tan interior, which is not my choice of color. <laughs> so, you know, that's the answer to your question is sometimes I'll put something on the Instagram and I get inundated with way too many options on cars. Yeah. You know, now I've got like 18 people sending me the same car that they saw on Renlist or Pelican or eBay or whatever. But are you able to see through that? Are you able to have the focus to see through that all of that? Because I am not. And that's why I sort of I was asking. I'm more the type who needs to stay zoomed out and then the right thing will come to me. Works both ways for me. Like okay. the 944, I looked at 944, 951 Turbo. Mm -hmm. I looked at one. It's the one I bought. Okay. So it all depends on the car. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Fair enough. Uh, that's kind of how I acquire cars. I am looking for, if anyone's got one out there, another one. Because I'm all about one of everything. Front engine, mid engine, rear engine. So what I'm missing is I have the 914. We saw Ray Schaefer talk about yeah. 914, Tina time, the 50th anniversary. So I have a 914. What I'm missing is a first-gen Cayman, which is going to cover mid-engine water-cooled. So I'm looking for a Gen 1 Cayman S, or I'm also looking for a Cayman R, one of those two. But no Boxster. Like no, hard, it's too much, to uh, too much beard in the wind, too much you know, wind in the beard, beard in the hair type of thing. I like a roof. <laughs> yeah. So I like a Cayman. You know, one of my faves, obviously, is the Shotworks GT4. But that's, you know, it's an awesome car, but it's kind of an expensive car. Do you car. find that car almost too, I mean, I've never driven the Shotworks, but even the GT4, almost too good. I don't have a lot of fun no. with it on the crest. Oh, really? Yeah, not on the crest. I didn't How have a lot of fun, have a lot of fun with it on the crest. I don't know. It was so fast, and it was almost not, like, I couldn't, 
maybe I'm not good enough driver. Maybe that's it could be very. What's well the fastest that. you've ever gone in the crest? You mean gone miles per hour? Speed. I don't know, 55, I'm sure. That's the speed limit. Okay, all right, we'll leave it at that. Um, I mean, there are some straights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straightish bits where you can do 55. You can probably maybe do push 55, yeah, maybe okay. a little bit okay. more. That's good. We got any, <laughs> no, more, I mean, we got you, any more questions? No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, what was the, what was, I want to know what was the line of questioning you were going to go had I answered 100 miles an hour? Well, you said it was too fast in the crest. So that just made I think sense. it might be me. Maybe I'm not a good enough driver okay. to, to break it loose and have fun with it. It's almost like the limits are so good yeah, so that high, I, yeah. I, I have more fun going right at the limit or on the limit of a car that doesn't go quite as fast. Are you always driving the yellow car on the crest? Uh, we'll take it up there, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll drive almost everything once yeah. we're up there. I was just up there in that a Lotus Evora GT. And I've driven a lot of cars in the crest, from my own cars to stuff like Pagani, Wira, and everything else in between, McLarens and Lamborghinis and stuff like that. But there's something awesome about that Avora GT. I've got to tell you, it's super balanced, easy to drive. You can wear the hat in it. You can get two 22-inch <laughs> luggage cases in it. It's a funny thing. Hannah and I went up to Pebble, right? We couldn't get the luggage in the Lambo, but we brought it all back down in the Lotus. Oh, man. So I'm a Lotus fan. You know, I've got that Lotus Esprit. Well, how is the Avora? Yeah, comparatively, how is the Avora to, say, uh, an Elise or a, evoke something else? Not evoke, but, you know, the other one of the, Super of the time. Super practical. I mean, you can, well, there's no comparison to something of the time. As much as I love that S279 Esprit I've got, oh, well, you know, it's cool, yeah. but it's antiquated. It's hard to get in. It's hard to get out. It's not that fast. It doesn't stop that good, but it's, it's so nimble. good looking. It is good looking. The Avora GT, i got to admit, you know, I put, I don't know, 500 miles, well, over 500 miles on that car. Just super practical, you know. You know, you don't. It's not it's, low enough where you have to lift the nose when you're coming into a gas station. You can get in and out of it. It's ergonomically comfortable. You don't get out of it with backache. You can really go pretty fast. I was good. Don't take this the wrong way. I would almost call it bland. I don't think it's bland. No, I've never driven one, but design-wise, I'm looking at it. It's almost like I like it because it's, uh, it's got not a, so. It's got an odd engine noise. You know, it's that supercharged whine. But I would say it's as four? fast in the Super Four. I would say it's as fast in the crest as a five seventy McLaren. Having never driven one, I'll take your word for right. it. But that's something. All right, moving on from the crest. Oh my goodness gracious! That's all I wanted to talk about. You guys were up at Monterey, right? We did not. We, we canceled at the last. Oh, you, minute. Went, you didn't go? No, we, the last minute okay. that Thursday we couldn't. I know walk. you were going. We okay. were. We were. It's crazy up there. Um, we talked before about the famous thing. Has fame changed you in any way? Because I know you don't act like you're famous, but you are famous. I don't see it that way, so no. Okay. I got more gray hair. Maybe that, maybe that changed. Oh, that's time. That's not anything. Um, music. I know that you were always into music. You talk about being Mr. Rock and Roll. Do you play any instruments? I do. I can strum a few chords. The crazy thing is Hannah's learning to play guitar. I end up getting do a few... Do we have gu- a band coming here? Uh, yeah. We've got a band called Neon Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. In these village, there's a, a church on the... Uh, on, I guess it's on 10th Street down by A and B. Anyway, they have a sign that it's neon that says Jesus. It's a cross. I've driven past it. So we're sure. like, oh, that's that band, Neon Jesus. So but, I play guitar. Hannah's learning to play guitar. Guitar <laughs> falls into a couple of categories. It's like cars, right, and watches, you know. It's like, are you a Ferrari guy or a Porsche guy? Are you a Rolex guy or an Amiga guy? Are you a Fender guy or a Gibson guy? I'm a Gibson guy. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, uh, we got this apartment in New York. You know, I, I can strum a few chords. I can make some noise. So I acquired a couple of Gibson SGs, which I love those guitars. 
you know, Tony Iommi, Angus Young, various other people. Sure. So uh, I'm a Gibson guy. I'm a Guild EB110 semi-acoustic hollow body guy. Wow. Uh, is that the uh, is that the Marty McFly guitar? That holly wasn't that a hollow body uh, Gibson? Probably. Yeah, the, the, I, I don't recall that. I just recall the car. But uh, yeah, it's a hollow body single cut. <laughs> it's out. a car in that movie. I forgot yeah, about that. <laughs> you talking about Back to the Future? <laughs> What do you mean, Marco? Yeah, music. What was the question? What's Hannah uh, playing? Yeah, there you go. She's starting the guitar, it sounds like. Here's a really cute thing. You know, I have two SGs. One's white, one's brown. The brown one's got um, different pickups. Sounds grungier. <laughs> so uh, Hannah was telling me she was learning to play the guitar. This, uh, I said, which one? You know, she goes, oh, the SG. <laughs> but yet, they were both SGs. So it was kind of a funny, cute thing that uh, one's white, one's brown. So... She likes the SG, and uh, it makes noise. She bought me a Marshall amp for my birthday. Half stack? So, uh, no, it's a little combo, like oh, a 30-watt nice. combo thing that's way too loud for the little apartment in New York. You know, I literally, I crank, you know, the distortion up, but the volume's not even one, but it's got this real <laughs> grungy, muddy sound. So uh, now Hannah's learning to play guitar. She sends me a little video of her singing along to Three Little Birdies. <laughs> so she learned that. And then the cool thing that she learned was the... Uh, Intro riff to Nirvana, Come As You Are. Oh, I don't know any Nirvana. Oh, you don't, how can you not know Nirvana? Well, I didn't care for him. Can you believe that? You know, it's funny. I'm driving here in the 5-1. <laughs> I've got the radio on. For some reason, I'm listening to the radio in that car. It actually works. Nirvana <laughs> song comes on. You know, it's, uh, it just took me back to, like, you know, early the 90s. 90s, yeah, for sure. I was at Pearl Jam. I was around. I was, I, for whatever reason, though, I was playing a lot of jazz at the time. I oh, was a musician okay. and playing drums and piano, and I was doing son- tons of jazz, and for some reason... They were just a bunch of angry kids from the other side of the country for me, and I couldn't figure it out. You didn't relate to grunge. No, I didn't at the time. No. I mean, it's crazy. Ironically, th- I got it about ten years okay. later. <laughs> it's crazy to think Kurt Cobain has been gone twenty-five years. I was in. I was at Thirty Rock where I started my career. It was the first day I was ever there. Uh, was the day that uh, I was in the newsroom when it came over the wire that he had committed suicide. Crazy. Whatever day that was, in whatever that was year that was, day? that was my first day at NBC Jeez. in nineteen ninety-four. I think ninety-four. Yeah. yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah. So I'll never forget it, even though I'm not. I'm, you weren't I wearing I wasn't affected. Yeah. But, I, but the whole, I felt it in the building. You would think yeah. I mean, it sucked the air out of the building. And it was that, was Nirvana a big thing for you, other than the nostalgia now? Uh, it didn't I, fit into the Rob Zombie and all and the uh, Marilyn Manson stuff you were mentioning. It was the same era. Obviously, completely different. You know, they were like the anti glam rock, not the, you know, they were more the anti Guns and Roses type of thing. Yeah, okay. But it, it all went together. It was all great. Um, one of the coolest concerts I ever saw was Soundgarden down at the uh, Olympic Auditorium in downtown L.A. Mm. I actually never saw Nirvana. I had a chance to see him at the Palace and for whatever reason didn't go. It's just one of those things, you know. All right. But music is still important to you. It sounds like you're doing maybe maybe even some stuff. Yeah, maybe, you know, Hannah maybe. and I get in the Neon Jesus fun. band together. <laughs> this, uh, there'll be a new single coming out pretty soon. Now, you know, for me, it's funny. I stick Pandora on. I've got like a playlist. It's everything from White Buffalo Radio to Serge uh, Ginsburg to um, Air Radio. All depends on the mood. You know, sometimes I just like chill ambient in the background. Yeah. Sometimes it's Chris Stapleton or White Buffalo oh, or like Rolling Stones. Too. or You know, it's always more rock 
sort of related slash ambient. You know, I'm not into techno. I'm, I don't really listen to hip hop. <laughs> I can't see you what trancing you out, trancing out. <laughs> Maybe if it's some real ambient dub, trance, you no. know, Porter's Head, uh, Massive Attack, I could go there. Massive Attack, all right. You know, sometimes everything, but the, I, everything but the girl. Sometimes I like to decom. You know, not sometimes. A lot of times I like to decompress. You know, just how do you? De- you're on the road all the time, and I feel like when we see you on the crest, I think of that as decompression for you. What do you do? Well, the driving is the therapy, so that is decompression time. If I'm out of the car, you know, I'm one of those people that when I travel, it's what I call 530-second conversations. Talk, talk, talk all the time. You're like rabbit on the hamster a little bit. But you see new people, uh, new places, new moments. When I'm in L.A., I'm kind of a little bit of a recluse in that sense. You know, I'll go drive. But I have a little radius. You know, I walk a lot. I don't really leave that radius of the arts district yeah, unless nice. I'm driving somewhere. And so, you know, sometimes you just got to close the gate and, you know, So it's almost garage. when you're home, when you're here, you're on base and you can kind of relax a little bit. Just when you're in town, almost that is your base. Yeah, the challenge here now is people just show up all the time. And oh, this at has your been pl- happening at your- in a couple of years, yeah. I mean, you've been there. You know, it's not a performance shot. We were shot. invited. We didn't show up. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't say you were not invited. I said you've been there so you know the space. The yeah. challenge now is people just show up and it happens daily, several times a day. And This is that fame thing I was talking they about They always kind of come at the in, inopportune moment. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's great. When you're moving six cars around kind of thing? Yeah, either move, well, when I'm doing that, the gate is always closed. Oh, okay. But it's like, you know, you just, you're either coming or going, you're starving, you're just going to, uh, next door to eat or something or yeah. something's not quite working out right or it always seems to be the wrong time when people show up what do they come for you That's know a great question they're in the neighborhood they get out of the minivan they're you know generally most of the time the scenario is european tourists i had seven of them seven of them in a minivan the other day so they're they're in california for two weeks they're doing you know they're doing the usual loop san diego la vegas death valley san francisco they're all car guys, car families. You're a stop on and I'm a stop say. off. I'm a stop off on, on the tour. Okay. And it happens every day, multiple times wow. a day. Whoa. So, you know, I've got the five cent tour, the 10 cent tour, and the 25 cent tour, depending on how busy I am. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, you're right in the middle of something. It happened to me yesterday. I'm trying to buy some tires from Tire Rack online for, for the 944. I'm getting some Pirelli <laughs> Trofeo Rs. And. Two of them in stock in Vegas and two aren't. And, but I didn't realize that when I was ordering them because someone came in out of the blue and I got distracted. Yep. And then you got to go be Mr. Nice Guy and put on the smile and show them around, which I do. But that's just part of it. So that's kind of one of those things that I'm having to manage where sometimes I just close the front gate because if I want to get something done and not be distracted. I think you're entitled. I think you're, you're entitled. You're allowed to have a life. Yeah, I think people don't realize. They think it's like a performance shop or some sort of shop, whereas in reality it would be like someone turning up on your door very and just so. walking in. Yes, but yet you can't so. walk in here because you've got to be buzzed in. Right. My setup's a little different. I don't have a buzzer. Someone can literally physically just walk right in. You shitting me? Yeah. But oh the gate's God. open, there's no buzzer. Right, right, right. So then you're kind of caught, right? You know, you've got to go be nice guy. Yeah, yeah. step back 50 feet behind the line. (laughs) I think you should go get a buzzer. I always give them time. I always show them around. And you know what else? I always give them a Hot Wheels. Everyone leaves with a Hot Wheels whether you're invited or not. You're You're rad. I got a lot of Hot Wheels, you know. Uh, That's like my business card. 
with this, and I, and I hate to keep bringing it back to fame and everything, but I feel like you do do a lot of good in that you are very generous with your time. You're sitting here today, again, second time in a year. Thank you. Suck up for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Work it's your annual checkup. Yeah, annual <laughs> check. yeah, yeah. Turn your head and cough. Yeah, it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. <laughs> um, but what? It, what? Do, I mean, to me, it seems like you're very generous with your time. What else do you do to give back? And it seems like you do. Well, that's a great question. How do I give back? I do give a lot of my time for things. You know, I'm doing this. Uh, Thank you for knowing what I mean. I'm not looking for will I donate to this or whatever. No, for me, you know, I travel a lot. I, I, I try to be nice. I try to give back. I try to be humble and kind. I try to go to the extra mile because it makes a lasting impression. Yeah. You know, and I've been on the opposite side of it. You know, a couple of years ago, here's a story for you. You know, big time car collector invites me to an event. This is here in L.A. And my mum had to happen to be in town with me this is probably five years ago so my mum had just turned 75 so my mum was 70 at the time i get invited to this event and i could take it or leave it but <laughs> i say can i bring my mum and i was told no it's not that type of event and i my gut reaction was like what the fuck I... so of course i never went to the event yeah. and that day i lost a lot of respect for the person that invited me to that event and that person is someone who's huge, very well-liked, very well-established. But may, maybe it was I, – I don't know what type of event your 70-year-old mum wouldn't a, be that's welcome a weird, at. That's a weird It one. was a super a weird, weird thing. And it just became this really awkward moment. And to this day, I don't have the same respect for this very well-respected person, right. who I'm not going to say who it is. But it was like, wow, that person could have gone the extra mile and said, sure, no problem. Right. Because it was like, what the fuck, right? I just can't believe That's it. That's a weird one. That's Super a weird, weird one. one. A lot of people would, that would be like the absolute get. And she's going to be the star of the show. My mom's if you get Magnus's mom you know, to show up, you know. Around the same era, you know, I happen to have the 964, uh, which I just gave <laughs> right. you, on display at the Pirelli stand at the LA Auto Show. <laughs> and my mom was with me. And my mom was there every day because I'd go there and do meet and greet. And it was just awesome having a car at the LA Auto Show. Yes, it was that we car. saw it. Absolutely. And it was kind of the debut of that show. And back to the gram, I had a funny post where the, the Pirelli girls, as my mom would call them. She don't call them Pirelli girls. <laughs> Pirelli girls. There was a photo of the Pirelli girls next to the car. And then there was a photo of my mom next to the car. Which one do you think got the more likes? Oh, mom, That's, right? Of it's course. Be I would totally want to meet her. Mom. She's got the Urban Outlaw t-shirt on. She's dusting off the car every day. So this was, you know, my mom around this era wasn't welcome at this event because, you know, it wasn't that what type of event. Thing. What a weird so, thing. And you didn't even go to see what that meant. I didn't go because it was like, why would either. I go to an event where my either. mom's not welcome? Right? Why would I be and comfortable at an Oscars. event where my mom wouldn't be welcome? Yeah, it's like, you know, the Marx Brothers with the club. You know, why would I join a club that, that would have wouldn't, me as a member? They would have me as a member, yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question on how do I give back, but that's an example of how... I try to go to the extra mile. It does, but more importantly, it led me to something I've always wanted to bring up. <laughs> uh, back in the day when uh, – Borat is all I can think of, but is it Ali G? What's Ali his real G. name? Sasha Cohen. Sasha, Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen. Cohen. There Cohen. we go. <laughs> so Sasha Baron Cohen comes up with these, these characters, and yeah. he pulls pe the wolves over people yeah. for sometimes years at a time. He got right? Trump, remember? Uh, he's gotten everybody. Yeah. Everybody. 
I when, when I first saw your video, I was convinced the person who showed it to me was an idiot because he was being fooled by the new Tom Green character. Oh, Tom Green. I thought for sure this is – look, he's just doing – he's Tom Green. He's doing some kind of Rob Zombie thing. He's pretending he's into these cars, and he's got this whole persona <laughs> thing job. where he's Mr. Rock and Roll, but it's clearly a Rob Zombie impression, but it's clearly Tom Green. We weren't that smart enough. Is he Canadian, Tom Green? <laughs> he is, yes. yeah. Uh, I've got to talk to Tamir about that because Tamir that made the film is Canadian. So maybe there is a thread of logic right there. Now, Tamir, that's not the same DeLorean Tamir, is it? Different Tamir. Your Tamir is Tamir Moscovici okay, is a yeah, Canadian right. Toronto-based filmmaker. But he did your Urban Outlaw. He did Urban Outlaw. I don't know if he knows Tom Green, though. <laughs> Canada's a pretty small place. Yeah, yeah. Do you Canadian. ever get that, though? Especially now, Tom, Tom Green, Green has a little bit of a beard, yeah. No. Yeah. Really? What was the Tom Green show? He had, like, kind of a show. Was it an MTV He did. Show? He grew up loving Letterman yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. It was MTV, exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with Tom Green, but not familiar <laughs> enough, but I see where you go. He's like, got Jay's insides with your outsides. Yeah. I do occasionally get the Rob Zombie. Hey, aren't you, aren't you Rob Zombie? You I, probably still get that. I well, the hat that. today more so than, yeah. than the hat, usually I, when I see you. I think the hat really makes it because, you know, if you Google Rob Zombie, it's a little different. But I think the hat is the Rob Zombie thing. She actually when worked I went, with them, right? With him and Sherry? Sherry yes. Moon? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. A later one, yeah, he's great. Devil man, devil and man. Sasha. <laughs> More human than human. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, uh, Ali G, Booyaka Show. There's a couple. Yeah. I want to ask a couple uh, uh, more questions from everybody else, and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, Mark Permanic would like to know: Are there any plans to buy any 356s? I kind of miss that boat. You know, back to affordability. You know, my era, familiar story. I had the poster on the wall. My generation was the turbo, right? It wasn't the 356. Um, I like them, but to get something that I really like, I don't want to spend that type right. of money to do it unless – what I would take is, you know, pre-A uh, outlaw type of thing would be awesome. But if somebody had a tub they were getting rid of or something. Yeah, if someone had a tub. turn it get, down. Yeah, no, I wouldn't turn it down. It was like when I gave away my free tub like, you know, nine months ago. I remember that, 912. You know, yeah. I might be getting ready to give away a free 928 as well, so stay tuned, Oh, my guys. goodness gracious. We can talk really? about that on, on another episode. <laughs> Giveaway exclusive. Yeah, free 928. It. Can we get it? <laughs> uh, so that was the what and why. Jim Goodlett, well done on the Hannah Adventures, especially uh, the Millimiglia. Millimiglia. Uh, Millimiglia. Millimiglia. <laughs> uh, any plans for more? Maybe the La Carrera? Uh, the the Panamera, La Carrera Panamericana is on the list. I was down in Mexico City in 2017 for the uh, WC race down there. I actually met the cool old dude that puts it on, who I ran into at Pebble. <laughs> it is on the list. It's just a matter of coordinating it. I'm actually, off the record, possibly doing something with Porsche cars, uh, Mexico down there, potentially to do that race, that event. That is definitely on the list. The Amelia Amelia was an awesome experience. We got to drive the other car from Stuttgart. You know, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes Benz. We can talk about it. It's, uh, it's an awesome it. car. It's a 1955 300 SL. It was. It That's was what o- you drove a 55 yeah. SL. Second time we drove it. We drove it last year. It's long story short, oh, but I'll, I'll tell car. the story. Do we have time for the story? Absolutely, for you. It's another yeah. one of those Graham things. So, my buddy Ray, who I've <laughs> known forever, has got an old 1963 Mercedes, and a couple of years ago, it's slate gray red interior, four door thing. Oh. I happen to post a photo of it on the Graham. I get a uh, message from the guy that runs the Porsche Museum. Wow, 
so cool. A Porsche guy posts photo of Mercedes. So he invited me to the Mercedes Museum. If you're ever in Stuttgart, come and visit us. Okay. So, of course, I'm in Stuttgart quite a bit, visiting the other team. <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. So I go visit Mercedes. You know, the museum's awesome. You don't even have to be a Mercedes fan or a car person yeah. to appreciate that museum, the Mercedes Museum in Stuttgart. It starts at the it's top. It's really a German museum almost. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of history there. Yeah. You know, it's like being in a movie, you go in this elevator that's something like out of the Jetsons to the top floor and it spirals down. But when you walk out of the elevator, the first thing you see is a life-size horse sculpture. That's the first thing, hmm. one horsepower, the beginning. Oh, wow. And then it walks down through the years. So oh, this get, must have really appealed to you, watching the origin stories and the whole bit. It's awesome. It talks about history and everything. doesn't leave anything out. Anyway, long story short, we see this Mercedes going. Oh, what an awesome car. He goes, would you like to drive it? This guy's name's Michael. He works oh. at the museum. I go, yeah, it'd be awesome. He goes, well, we've got this rally coming up called the Silvretta Classic. This is last year, 2018 in Austria. He goes, you can drive it in that. So Hannah yeah. and I did that rally. Apparently that was the test shakedown. And then he said... Do you want, would you like to drive it in the Million Million? That was this year. Sure, who wouldn't, right? Yes. So yes, it was an epic yes. adventure. Oh, wow. You're looking to sleep four or five hours a night. You're in the car a minimum of 12, 14 hours. It's draining. It's ex- exhilarating. It's exciting. It's dangerous. But yet you only average maybe 30 miles an hour. The, the Gullwing was a really awesome car in the sense of easy to drive, comfortable, believe it or not. It's kind of like driving an E-Type Jag that doesn't stop as good if you've ever driven an E-Type Jag. We were bombing around in that car because you kind of have to hustle to get around quickly, cutting in and out of traffic. And at one point, we're like, wow, we're kind of caning someone's $2 million car that doesn't belong to us. So Millie Millie was an awesome experience with Mercedes. I do keep tapping on Porsche's door saying, hey, I know you guys are doing rallies. I see you're actually doing one today from Hamburg to Berlin. I even shot him a little thing on the gram. Hey, next time invite us. That way we don't have to drive the other car from Stuttgart. So, you know, well shout done. out right there. So, you know, I'm shout all about doing rallies. Out. I'm actually doing one with Jerry the Wheeler Dealer guy in a Porsche from Paris to Saint-Tropez in uh, like two weeks' time. Cool. How, so, how far away is that? Like What, Paris and Saint-Tropez? Generically speaking? Paris, Saint-Tropez? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a 1,000 kilometers. Okay. I've never gone to Saint-Tropez. Paris is one of my favorite cities. I love it there. Saint-Tropez, I don't know, but... I'm packing the Speedos and the Sunblocks. <laughs> Last question from Motor Archive. Favorite car and road driving combo? Oh, that's pretty yeah, easy. Luck. Yeah. Uh, the Crest, the infamous Crest, and probably 277. But any car in the Crest is awesome. Even if you're in a rental car, it's, it's an awesome experience and uh, memorable moments. Thanks so much for being here, buddy. Is that it? Yeah, unless there's anything else you want to talk to us about. Well, you guys got any questions that are not wrote down on a piece of paper? Or anything you want to talk about? Monterey Car Week. How was Monterey Car Week? You want to talk about the auction? How was the Type 64 auction? Were you there? Were you in the room for that? We were in the room for that. I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy. Was it chaos? Yeah, it was. I mean... I mean, saw videos, obviously, of everything that happened. What do you guys think? Was it 30 or was it 13? Was it 40 or was it 14? No, no, no. It was never... We talked about this before it went up when we were at Newcomb. Yeah. I always thought it was overvalued. I think the story with overestimated. That, I, I think the story. Yeah, I think you know the story with that car is the car's being offered around for the two, three, five, ten million. The well-heeled collectors that might have wanted that car passed on it when it wasn't at auction. 
the auction guys did a great job of presenting the car and making a glossy video. And, yeah. you know, it was the star of the show it's on and the, the cover stars of every magazine. And everyone knew about it. Sure. They seemed to have everything in place but the two most important ingredients <laughs> two people that actually <laughs> wanted the car. I don't think they had anyone that wanted the car. I know for a fact it was offered to some friends of mine for an undisclosed sum all in two mm -hmm. days before the auction. I think what happened is. I think they had a little prank, kind of like the Banksy prank, a little stunt that backfired. Thing, yeah. The, we were there. You look at the video. It is 30. Then it jumps to 40. How does it jump 10 million? Then it goes 50. Then it goes 60. Uh, you know, when it started at 30, I can't believe it. I'm like, this makes no sense. When it went to 40, I'm like, this is a prank, like the Banksy prank. Right. Then it went to 50. Then it's 60. At 60, people are like, stand. everyone was standing up. Then it went to 70 and people are cheering and then they pull the, no, it's 17 after they clearly said 70, 70. Do I hear 70,500? And then they so go. So do you think that, the, so you are saying he was clearly saying it and it was a bit of a. I was there. That's what that's I heard. What heard. Okay. I heard that to my ears. Then he goes, no, it's 17. The Split second, he said it's 17 people started booing, started saying maybe that was their, fake. Maybe that was an attempt at a strategy? I think it was a plan that, you know, maybe it was a little joke that they thought people would get the joke. I think it turned around and backfired on them people when people thought it, the energy it was scam. The energy got sucked out of that room. I mean, they had 400 other auction lots that didn't have a problem with the translation or the accent. That was the only one, right? Including... The F1 McLaren that sold hammered down for like $18 million. Yeah. That wasn't $80 million. It hammered down at 18 and with the premium. He said that clearly. Sold for like 19 and a half. So That's what a I'm very saying is point you bring there up. were 400 other auction lots where there were no miscommunication accent-related issue, including the Halo car that wasn't quite as touted. And there was no video with McLaren. And that sold for $18 million. There was right. no language barrier when that was 13 that it accidentally became 30 no, or 14 I, became 40. It only happened with the one car that was the most hyped car there that happened to have no one interested in it. So I think maybe they thought it was going to be like a little joke that everyone sort of thought was funny, kind of like the Banksy stunt. I think what they should have done really was one of two things. Withdrawn the car, yeah. done and put it through. Or say, you know what, we've taken off the reserve, whatever it was. We've got, ladies and Whoa. gentlemen, we're going to start the bidding at, do I hear $2 million? Do I hear $3 million? And make start a splash. Over. They would okay. have got the two, three, five. The car might have gone to 10. That's what I would have done. Mm. That's interesting. Because now it's kind of like the reputation might be tarnished for the auction company, right? And also the car itself, now everyone knows, wow, this is a car that didn't sell. And it's kind of weird, you know, you talk to a lot of people about it and they all say, you know, auction houses do shell bidding where they can bid things up to reserve and I this should it's change. It's legal. But yet everyone rumbles about that, but no one wants to talk about it on record. So, you know, it's kind of like how did this thing backfire so badly when it didn't backfire with the McLaren or the 399 other lots, right? Right. The auction was by no means a failure. Uh, overall, yeah, they made know, a shit ton of money that night. Yeah, I don't f really follow auctions, but you know the the sort of the fallout of auction week was car sales are down, car prices are down, oh, that's sell throughs down yeah. across the board. You know, so it's an opportunity to make a splash. It sounds like. Yeah, you know, you know, I guess if uh, you know a nineteen million dollar F one McLaren is a bargain because you know it didn't meet the estimate of twenty to twenty two. You know, I remember yeah. when, you know, an F1 McLaren. Basement prices, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I only ever sold one car at auction. That was 2013 at Monterey. 
And I remember the record then was eight million for an F1 McLaren, and people thought that was crazy because eight prior, times the uh, prior to that they sell. were like you know two to five million. Now all of a sudden in six years they've jumped to almost it's twenty. It's different million. now. Different story. Jeez. So car week was crazy. You know, I still love going to the track. The historics is awesome. The challenge. Did you drive it all? Did you did you drive? Did you race it all or anything? Not like on that? the track. No, okay. we were driving around in that Lamborghini, which was fun. But uh, went to a lot of events. Went to the works reunion. Went to some Italian thing. Went to just went to a lot of press launches. You know, is the Lamborghini really low to the ground? It's no lower than everything else to no. the ground. No. Okay. I mean, they are low. Random question. The front splitter <laughs> is long, so the challenge there becomes angle of attack when entering a driveway okay. or a gas station. So with a lot of those cars, you've got to do the nose lift and get a super wide angle, which is fine if there's no other traffic in the way. But maneuvering around, you know, in Carmel Valley on some of those really bumpy roads where you've got to back up is like... You don't want to be scratching a propeller. How's this asshole doing? He's lifting his nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't pick it, lift it. <laughs> so, so Car Week was awesome. It's always great being there, seeing a bunch of cool people, and uh, just a memorable experience. Kind of like sitting here talking to you guys. Is life good for you? Are you are you happy? Are you doing well? I mean, yeah, you, seem, is, you certainly seem to be great. The picture's fantastic. Life is good. You know, for me, I, I don't want to get all repetitive, but you got to make the most out of every moment because, th- you know, might not be here forever type of thing so uh, for me life is good i enjoy what i do i i wouldn't travel i wouldn't go to these events if i didn't enjoy doing it i got an event coming up in mexico i'm pretty excited to go to in october then my priorities i got to find time for my mom if you're listening out there my 75 year old mom linda she's trying to arrange a trip to new york and of course my schedule's pretty tricky and my mom being my mom she wants to bucket three months ahead of time right i'm like you know what (laughs) I'm going to get you a ticket. That way I can book it a week ahead of time. Yeah, Here's the less. window I can travel in. <laughs> Just make sure you're available in this little time frame. I'll get you a ticket. Don't worry about it. Where is she? She's in Sheffield. But oh, my mom's it? great. She's 75. Yeah, you know, my dad had passed away in 2012. They've been together 50 years. So my mom's now 75, second lease on life. She's dating this older guy called Harry, who's 82. <laughs> Harry's flying her all over. He's not got Harry's a sister. garage, is it? Yeah, not Harry's garage. That would be something. Harry's a cool old dude that lives in Bakewell, and he's treating my mom real well, taking her all over all Europe. And uh, my sister's up in Aberdeen. My mom's spending a lot of time with her. So a uh, big shout-out to all the mums out there. You mentioned that was uh, October. You said that's coming up. Are you going to be in town in November for the Porsche uh, anniversary, the PEC anniversary? Oh, what is that, two-year experience? Three? Two, I think it three, might be three. three, as a matter of fact. I remember when it opened. I went when it opened. I went to the Atlanta one when it opened, which I guess was 2015. What did LA open? 2016? Yeah, 2017? I don't remember. I was following it for years, and it just took I forever. went to it. I think 16. So I was there at the opening. I don't know when the date is. If I'm in town, I'll go if they invite me. I mean, I, well, here's why I'm asking: is we well, are going to we're going to be doing this show for a week down. Oh, from, really? from the PEC. Oh, that'll be awesome. They're going to bring the set, and they're yeah. going to build the stage, and everything. And it's going to be a really fun thing. They're bringing the desk. Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Are they going to bring all the soundproofing and everything on the wall? I think they'll probably build their own set for us. That's so the it, talk. But I'm thinking I mean, if you're in town, we should do this in front of everybody. I would love to do it. It'll be a little bit like walking in today where it's 90 degrees outside. It's 72 in here. It's <laughs> super diet. to put my shirt on and stay warm. <laughs> yeah, if I'm in town for the three-year anniversary of the Porsche Experience Center LA, I will come on down because this is always fun. And uh, 
I'll see you down there at PECLA. Thanks, brother. Uh, Cheers, guys. Anything else we got to No, that's it. We're good with that. Let's do a social media check-in. Yeah, check-in. Because that's one thing we always have to do. They say that you got to do more and more of this. Well, How do you do so many stories and check-ins? How do you keep up with it? Point and click. I mean, it really? Do you just do that? I, I, do you see what I posted today? No. You got to check out my story. Are we still on? Keep yeah. the cameras rolling. Check yeah, out my story. Yeah, we are. Of course we are. <laughs> check out my story, the Graham story. M A G. Spell check. N U S. The Graham story yesterday. All right, well, let's do this right here. That way we all get to see here. Mrs. Ryan and I look at this. Uh, 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 keep, you can go through quicker. There you go. Tap through quick. quick. Wearing the same outfit. I like that shot, that one there. Keep going. That's a cool shot. I like that one. Keep going through. Then we get into. Keep going. Now we get into Chinatown. There's Bruce Lee. So, I mean, are you just constantly getting out and and, and, and just firing off? A, I mean, some of these are driving. I do those ones because it's kind of easy. Look how many photos I got on my phone. 176,000. Jeez. So I overshoot. You know, it's, uh, it's the opposite of quality over quantity here. You know, it's less <laughs> is more. How did I you sh- get to that even – how do you get to that stat? You just take a lot of photo point. No, no, no. Click, click. <laughs> I, can't figure out, I can't figure out how many I have. Oh, I see. 45,000. You got 45,000. Yeah. 174. Yeah, that's nothing. That's not counting naked selfies. That's, that's just <laughs> car photos. Oh, I was counting naked <laughs> selfies. Those were included. <laughs> to answer your question, I mean, I, I filmed quite a lot. Last night I was shooting a, a second part to a turbo video I'm filming with uh, Robert Angelo, who's a cool dude, shooting a little segment on my 75 Turbo at this great location that you see there, which, believe it or not, is like less than three miles from the warehouse. Really? Really. So, you know, I shoot a lot in the crest, but that shot right there last night was less than three miles from my warehouse in downtown on the back end of Dodger Stadium. So sunsets there are just mega, really awesome stuff. So you don't have to go far to find a cool place to shoot in well, LA. I don't need a, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to drive around looking for places. I'm not the Instagram kind of guy like that. It's it's more in the lines of just the remembering to do it so constantly. How Did you hard train is your, I mean, Well, on, but like, training you know, yourself to remember to do hold it. Hold on, we we'll do it right here. We're on the gram, right? We're gonna click that. You two are gonna move together. Come in. There you go. Point and click. Now you're in the gram, right? I guess we are. So, you know, I'll put a little... Th- I mean, how long has it taken me so far? Like 30 seconds? Again, it's not the work. Yeah. It's the remembering to do it. Well... You have a better memory than me. Is that simple? Maybe. That's a priority, hanging out with you Okay, it's a priority. That, that's a good there point. There it is. You're on the ground. So <laughs> it's not like David. it takes long, right? Hi. So, you know, it's, for me, it's a fun thing to do. Um, it ebbs and flows, I think. Okay. You know, I'm not super analytical. Some people, you know... They're like, you know, why is this picture not doing as good as the last picture? Because oh it's a I better picture and the algorithms. I got no interest in that. You know, I you don't look at that, do you? Those, the, 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 whatever that no, I don't. insights? Or, no, but no, I, I see people it. do. What's with the algorithm on the Instagram? I go, I don't know. I mean, people, if you, if you like it, follow. If you don't, don't, right? I mean, right. It's, that simple. it's a fun <laughs> yeah. thing for me to do. Everyone's got an opinion, of course. It's a creative but outlet, right? That's exactly what it is. It's a creative outlet. Yeah. So you got to do it on your own time or not at all. Got to do or it becomes a job. Yeah. That's a, I love it. That's that's that's. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've been around some of these big time influencers. You know, I go, how's it? You know, you be at wherever. Like, hyper, like here's the story: Geneva Auto Show. You know, so and so is launching whatever car X Y Z. A whole bunch of you know big time YouTube influencers there, and you know I know them. You know, some of them are cool. You go, how's it going? Well, you know, it's work. I go, this is work. You know, this for me is like. 
it's not a job, it's a hobby. I guess for them it's work because they're probably getting paid. Right. For me, I'm not getting paid. You know, right. I'm not monetizing any of my social media. Right. You so don't have me, the paid promo and all yeah, that I don't, stuff. You know, people approach me all the time. Are you interested in doing a paid partnership with XYZ? I'm like, no, but thanks for asking. You know, I'm not interested yeah. in that. And I, I don't think that's really going to change. So it was kind of surprising for me for them to say, well, it's work. I go, it's work. You're at the premiere of this whatever it is hypercar. Right. How many people would die to be in your position? I got a question for you guys. Let's hear it. How important is it being the first car automobile company to get to 300 miles an hour? Oof. Is it important not important? It's a bit like my other favorite subject. How important is a Nürburgring lap time? Oh, to me, it's like money these days. It, the, the value is lost on the lap time. Once, the, once everything went digital, every car can be everything. This is my complaint daily on this show, where everything can be everything. So you need to decide what the hell you want to be and then do that authentically, the best of your ability. That's what I believe. I mean, there's always a new, you know, like Porsche with the Taycan, right? The four-door electric. I don't chase. It's lap cha record we're chasing invisible stuff at this point. All right. I mean, how relevant is that day-to-day? But some people say, well, if you can do the Nürburgring, you can do anything, right? I, I never don't, I don't understand why that, that's though. relevant, though. Like, no one, literally no one that's using it or that's buying it that they're trying to get to buy it is using it for that yeah so how often do like, those cars go to the Nürburgring right I don't know it seems like a weird marketing thing yeah and then there you go it's about how to sell the car what about, about the, car the first car to get to 300 miles an hour is this interesting not interesting when I was a kid, my dad used to take me to the Summer Nationals. It was the hot rod, uh, whatever, the, the drag race. Yeah. And at that time, they were just starting to break 300 miles an hour. That was the thing. Kenny Bernstein was like the only guy doing it. But this was when they were first starting to do that. Nowadays, everybody does it. Everybody right. does it. It's no big deal. I don't know. When is that going to be necessary for what we for do? For a hypercar. I just don't like, see it. Can you do 300 in What's the crest? point I of it? I don't see it. Yeah. There will bragging never... rights. I think it's bragging rights and big dick. I think then, then it's going to be you've got to the... build a place big enough to use it, yeah. and then maybe then it's going to be a thing. Yeah. I think, like, yay, the technology is there. That's on you. Good job. Other than that, like, for a vehicle, that sounds crazy to me. I think right now the record is the Koenigsegg. At 277 miles an hour. To me, though, that's But I like hear the rumor is Bugatti's already broken 300. To me, that's like saying a gajillion. Yeah, a gajillion. It's not a real... Is that like $5 million? There's not a real... <laughs> it's not a real number. It's not a real... You know what I mean? You can't quantify it in yeah, my yeah. mind. How do you quantify so it? So that's me. Yeah, it's like you can do 55 in the crest. That's all that matters if you're having fun, right? Yes. Smiles per mile. Yeah, that's all that And matters. the Porsche Wave. The Porsche Wave I, happened to me the other day. I'm in the 5.1, <laughs> you know, my favorite new toy, the coffee that's not worn off, the 5.1. You know, I passed someone who's in one of those, let's call it a uh, SUV Porsche, <laughs> given the Wave. They, they don't even look at me. They don't even know. They don't even know. It's not even the same conversation. Yeah, Different no. floors of the building. Yeah, the moral of the story, guys, you always got to wave whatever the Porsche is. You got to wave. You might not get a wave back, but... But you're outputting Yeah, you don't have to do the royal wave. You know, like, <laughs> just wave. Thumbs what, up. What do you think on the 300 mile? Do you think it's important in any way? I think it's a milestone. You know, zero to 100 to zero was a milestone. The first guy to do 200 was a milestone. You know what? You're, you're, bringing, you're changing my opinion a little bit because those 300 mile, the Kenny Bernstein are bringing that stuff up, they would rebuild that engine every single time after every single run. This is, uh, you're talking about something being I'm able to be made that can a street do car it. Or right. Right. Yeah, that's a different, you're right, yeah. it's a different animal. I but I don't think, think it it's important. I think they'll strive towards it. But yeah. where are you gonna, what are you going to do? Are you going to build a 10-mile circle? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what you have to do? Do you like driving fast? Is that your thing? 
You don't strike me as that guy. I like driving. I think I drive spirited. I think we've discussed that before. Yeah. It's, it doesn't always have to be fast. That's what's great about the 5.1, right, or the 9.28. These are not fast cars. For me now, it's more about experiencing the car, the dynamics of it, the go. variety of it. Yes. It's not so much about how quick can I get from A to B. I have cars that I can do that in. Of course, I do go still do that quite often but to me it's not the be all and end all as to how fast is a car you know what i mean it's more about corner speed and stuff like that again though that's leading me to the 300 means nothing to me nothing good to know <laughs> <laughs> all right mr magnus walker thank you so much for being here hey, again today appreciate everything see you next uh, year for your annual turn your head and call either that or we'll see you at the uh, pcla yeah, event. November. we'll see you yeah. for sure before yeah. that but on this show mrs ryan i love you very much what do we have next week Oh, to, oh, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Breakfast Club. That's it. All right, tomorrow's Breakfast Club. You won't be there. You're going to be on a plane. Be, I'll be on a jet. Everybody else, uh, Newcombs opens up at 9, uh, hopefully. Yeah, get up <laughs> to Newcombs. last week. Hopefully they'll be <laughs> yeah. open. Uh, we get there around then. There's usually Porsches till about noon. Mrs. Ryan, I love you so much. You Magnus Walker, we love you so very much. I do have a question Uh-oh. real quick about Uh-oh. Friday Club at Newcombs. Yes. I, I know I see you guys there. I seldom see you driving there, but I did pass you recently coming down i was going up but here's my question in the jag recently and the, i think 277 recently too yeah here's my question for you though do you guys meet up before you go there and drive up together or we just see you there i like to drive alone you solo yeah i don't okay. like uh i mean it depends if i've got a good driving buddy yeah. but like you and the people showing up to your gate yeah. and you don't really know them yeah. or what tour to give them it's kind of the same thing if we are going it's this is her mobility. It's her time alone. It's her time Got in it. nature, all that stuff. So we're all about having our own time. It's meditation. Got it. I get it. Uh, if you want to go for a drive anytime. <laughs> anytime. I know where to that's find different. you. you know I know I mean? where that's to a different, find That's you. a different thing. Derek Alrighty. wants to go for a drive. It's a different thing. I like Derek. We drive he's, with Hansiger a, cool a bit. Dude. It's fun. I, I like the stupid car. Stupid car is pretty awesome. Yeah, you've taken – I think you've driven stupid car. You've taken that out, right? I've been in it. I haven't driven it yet. So, Derek, oh, okay. I, I need to drive the well, stupid on car. That. There's a few cars I need to drive. <laughs> Busy Motors, uh, big uh, monster turbo. I need to drive that. There's – OPP, then, other people's Porsches. I got a list for them. And then if you were asking, if you, were you trying to figure out if I'm a driver or not? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I, and then I when would we have asked up, you if I was. When we go up there, we often uh, will drive other cars just okay. because people bring other stuff. Other people's Porsches. Certainly. It's, it. it's nice. I'm down, Paul Kennel I'm down with OPP. Something. Yeah, that's you know right. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and I said I didn't like rap and hip-hop. Come on. The HUD's going to love it. Your jam. Magnus Walker, we love you. Thank you so Thanks, much for guys. being here. We love everybody at home. Thank you so much for watching. We love you. We love you. We love you. Have a great weekend. I feel the love. Love is in the air. All righty, we're out. Cool. When does this thing go out? Uh, this goes out tonight. Oh, it goes out tonight.